0: You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, episode number 57. You know who's super cool? It's you, my longtime listener. Thank you so much for your continued support. Now for all first time listeners, welcome. I hope you enjoy this episode as well as all my past episodes. Whether you're listening from your car or while working out, my guests and I want to thank each of you for being a part of something positive. Now would it be okay if your friends knew about this podcast? If so, share it with them. Let's keep this movement growing. Now, on to the show. It's another excellent day. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, the one podcast that everyone agrees and says has the best fitness, nutrition, and healthy lifestyle advice in the world. And now, your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have an outgoing and knowledgeable Pilates instructor with us today. Her name is Nikki Taylor-Stewart. We will be talking about the benefits of Pilates and why people should consider it. So without any <clears throat> so without any delay, let me introduce you all to Nikki. Nikki, are you ready to make it happen?
1: I am ready to make it happen.
0: Awesome. Nikki began her studio of body work during the, her professional dance career. After an ankle injury, she began studying alternative forms of movement-based mythologies including Pilates and Gyrotonic. As she learned more about her own body and its needs through Pilates and Gyrotonic, she has been able to understand how to guide clients through focused, goal-oriented sessions that yield results. Her objective as an instructor is to empower her clients to know and be better in their own bodies that's making the work an integral part of their lifestyles. Nikki, that was just a little bit about who you are. Would you be able to share a little bit more with our audience about how you got started?
1: Absolutely. Um, I was introduced to actually gyrotonic first. I'm a fellow dancer, and I went through my gyrotonic training here in Chicago. And although I still teach gyrotonic, I switched my focus to Pilates. It was just sort of another... Tool to add to my utility belt. Ended up really liking it. I've actually gone through three different trainings each time, just sort of learning um, something more and getting a little bit further under the surface, you know, and finding out what it is. I probably started out from more of a fitness perspective with my Pilates teaching. And then through just through the years and through the knowledge that I gained. kind of fell into more rehab-oriented work. So I would say that right now probably over 50% of my clientele is in some form of rehab. I teach a lot of baby boomers. Um, And so that's basically it. It ended up being something that I was really good at and, more importantly, something that I love to do. And I had a clientele who was willing to work with me and trusted me, and here I am.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And you have this dance uh, background too. Can you share a little bit more about that?
1: I do. I've been dancing since I was, I won't say I've been dancing since I was two, <laughs> but I have been dancing since I was about, we all know those people. I have been dancing mm-hmm. since I was about eight, nine years old. I um, wanted to be a dancer, was a professional dancer. went to performing arts high school and danced for a few companies um, immediately following that. I did uh, sustain an injury and I was actually still dancing, but I sort of realized that I wasn't going to be able to do a dance what I wanted to initially, and that was actually okay. And so again, kind of fell into massage therapy and then eventually gyrotonic and Pilates and went from there. I do still dance. I still teach dance. Um, I dance more for myself. I stay in the dance world, but as far as professionally, no because I teach
0: Pilates very good excellent now just a little bit more if you could share with us what's one cool or unique fact about yourself
1: in Chicago I am the only female black-owned Pilates studio uh, where I'm also a teacher trainer
0: Very. and good. I happen
1: to be right in the middle of Lincoln Park
0: awesome awesome you're gonna get a lot of people knocking down your door on this one. I think <laughs> wanted to know who you are, but um, just let's dive into a little bit more about your facility, uh, what you do there. Can you help our audience understand what it is? Can you describe it to us and how you help people?
1: Um, basically, I what I you know even on one of my uh, studio cards, I describe what I do as uh, functional movement for a functional life, and that sort of came about i would i would encounter clients and would take them through you know if you're a pilates instructor or you've had pilates would take them through sort of a stereotypical session and there would always be points where perhaps they weren't able to complete a movement or be in a position in you know and what was going to be productive for them to actually do the movement And I just kept sort of backtracking. And so what would be the step before that? What would be the step before that? And allowing them to kind of build themselves back up rather than taking them through a rote session and having them sacrifice function just to get them through the session. And I just really began to tailor what I was doing based on the client in front of me. And I believe that a lot of instructors do that. Um, But I... Seem to have a knack for it. And from that, I, with just colleagues that I have who are physical therapists or chiropractors or massage therapists, they would begin to refer their clients to me. And by working in conjunction with the other practitioners, we were able to get people out of pain cycles. And, you know, the very first time someone experiences a movement or a position and they're not in pain, and their expectation is to be in pain um, it's a really cool thing to see and so that just sort of became the thing that drove me was helping people to get out of pain cycles and to just have better function in their bodies and so I just I dove in and that became my forte.
0: Nice. Now uh, I'm trying to picture what Pilates really is and, and the movement patterns and so forth and so for my, some of my audience who doesn't um, quite know what Pilates is, they may have seen it from afar, well, how would you describe mm-hmm.
1: it? I would describe it as a system of movements and exercises. And so a lot of people are familiar with, I would say, mat Pilates, where there's a form, you know, everyone's heard of the 100 um, or the teaser. So there's a system of exercises, and they are designed to be done in a certain way, and in a certain order. And from there, particularly in mat, you're pretty much using your own body as resistance, and you're using gravity and the floor as leverage to achieve the positions. And with that resistance against gravity, you develop strength, coordination, balance, control. You take the same effort that you use in your body in mat or the floor exercises, and you apply that to the equipment. So whether it's the Cadillac, or whether it's the um, the ladder barrel, or the reformer, the reformer is the piece that has the sliding bed, the springs attached from underneath. It's not that the machine, which is actually an apparatus, so there is no on button, you are the on button. You're getting onto the apparatus, and you're using the resistance and the strength that you're developing in your own body to then manipulate the resistance that the machine is adding. In that way, you use the outside resistance. In the same way that you would use weight, you use the outside resistance to gain more strength, flexibility, coordination. And one of the key things about Pilates is you're using the muscle length, the entire muscle length, from end to end or from joint to joint. And that's where you get the description of longer, leaner muscles. Mm versus say like a bodybuilder whose goal is to build mass. And so that's how the workout is done. In stark contrast with Pilates, you're working from end to end to create length in the muscles, comparable to the strength and flexibility of the muscle as well, thereby creating better functional movement in the body.
0: Hmm. So so um, I've come from a world where you know, fitness is functional-based, and I use different tools. I use TRX, I use balance mm-hmm. balls, I use uh, the floor to do core work. Um, what is it about Pilates, uh, if you will, that makes it um, more effective than some other methods? Hmm, I think that answer
1: has more to do with the instructor. And I think that you could insert that instructor into, you know, if you, have a, if you have a personal trainer and they're a great personal trainer and they have a great eye, that person is going to get a great workout. So, you know, Pilates just happens to be the thing that I fell into. And in my own line of work in terms of my colleagues and other people that I see, um, it has to do with the instructor. It has to do with their knowledge. And their ability to teach and cue their clients mm-hmm. properly, it has a lot to do with making the client feel successful. That's huge, especially when you have someone who is new to the work. Um, they come in with their own misgivings, and that's a, that's challenging. That's challenging to start something new and want to do it right and not know. You know, you you don't know enough about it to maybe do something right. Um, but it's not necessarily wrong. And so I, I find that, uh, making my clients feel successful from the very first exercise goes a long way. Hmm. And, um, my instructors laugh at me because they say that I, I, I say that every client does well and they're, that was great. Good, good job. (laughs) The reality of it is, is for some people to even just walk into the studio, it's huge. For them to cross the threshold. So yes, I try to make every session successful. So to answer your question, I think it has to do with the instructor. Cool. Whether that's tennis, whether that's golf, whether that's Pilates, it has to be the knowledge and the instructor's ability to teach.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Now, in terms of the overall benefits, you named a few flexibility, longer muscles, more tone uh, in the muscles. Uh, does weight loss figure into all this? As benefits,
1: it does in a sense. With Pilates, you don't lose weight per se; you tone, which means you lose inches. And so, yes, the majority of our clients um, report feeling like you know, you know, my clothes fit better, or um, you know, I feel tighter or more held in. And um, you know, honestly. In order for you to lose weight doing Pilates, you would have to have a practice that, um, or my belief is that you would have to have a practice that spanned at least four or five days a week and probably upwards of 90 minutes. And you would have to be at a level that would allow you to work vigorously. And there are, I do have clients who can take a Pilates session in that way. It can become a bit on the cardio side because. That's how in tune they are with their bodies. They're familiar with the syllabus. They're familiar with my teaching. So we can get a really nice flow going. And they do come three or four times a week. But for the client who is coming once or twice a week, you will see changes. You will notice differences. But in terms of weight loss, not, you know, not significant. And it would be mostly seen in the form of a loss of inches.
0: Excellent. You know, I really appreciate you being forward and honest about that weight loss issue because that's every, almost everyone I speak with at least on, on their minds as to why they seek out someone like myself um, and, and so forth. The, the The biggest thing is, you know, what are they going to get out of working out with you and through Pilates and gyrotonics, I guess, as well? What is it that they will see? what What can they expect?
1: Oh, absolutely. They're going to feel stronger in their bodies. They will find that they have movement and mobility in places that they, um, maybe that they lost. And um, when you, when I ask someone, you know, and they say, well, I want to lose weight or I want to, I, you know, I want flat abdominals. And I'll say, well, that's great. But do you want to be healthy and strong in your body? Mm. And it gives them moment for pause because one is a byproduct of the other. So yes, you're gonna leave here, um, especially with my clients who have a regular practice, and by that I mean they're in the studio at least twice a week. Mm. And they're conscious about other aspects of their life. What are they eating? What other things are they doing? Because Pilates is in addition to, not instead of. Mm. I teach to support, you like to play tennis, great do this to keep the symmetry in your body so yes people are going to leave here they're going to feel um, they're going to have more mobility they're going to have more flexibility they can drop their keys on the ground and not worry about wrenching their back when they bend down to pick it up because their body will have that motion embedded from their practice here.
0: Excellent. You now real quick here do men uh, participate in your classes I'm, sh- I'm sure they do um, and For all of my men listeners out there, is it for them?
1: Absolutely, I think it's really funny that it became this thing sort of synonymous with women because (laughs) Pilates was created by a man. Joe Pilates was a man Mm. and he was a man's man. He was a cigar-smoking, whiskey-drinking man's man. Mm. And um, I do have male clients and um, male clients are fun. And again, it goes back to the instructor. I, I do teach male clients a little bit differently than female clients. You do have to meet them where they're at. They want it to be strong. Um, they want a sense of attack. They want to, you know, they want to feel like they've come in and had a workout, and that's fine if they have a developed practice. Um, but if they're new. I still, I still give them a little bit of what I, what that, what I think that they want in terms of the challenge and the, um, the level of difficulty and somewhere in that we meet in the middle and they find unexpectedly that it's not as easy as they anticipated. It's not 55 minutes of stretching and they're like, oh, wow, this required me to use my abdominals. This required me to use my upper body strength. This required me to lengthen through my legs and actually use my hamstrings. So Yes, I do have male clients and um, if they give us a try, we manage to hold on to them and they they like it and they get stuff out of it.
0: Excellent, excellent. Um, You went into a little bit about your classes. Can you uh, give us a few uh, ideas of uh, what type of classes you offer?
1: Um, In terms of how we structure the studio with our clients, we primarily teach private sessions and again, this has a lot to do with the fact that we found ourselves teaching quite a bit of rehab work. And in order to really focus in on the individual and give that individual um, the time and space that they needed to, and, and the, you know, the the time, space, and pace that they needed to get through whatever their ailment was, we found that that is just absolutely unequivocally best done one-on-one. Mm. We will do semi-privates if The partners are within five to seven percent of each other's skill set because you never want a semi-private, you never want one person to overpower the other or have to, you know, sort of taper a session because, you know, it's just too hard for one person, but you don't want it to be too easy for another. Um, I do offer two small group classes. They are pretty advanced level, and these are clients of mine who not only take private sessions, but they've been doing groups and privates for an extended period of time. And so they are self-correcting with guidance. I'm still teaching. I'm still there. I'm still queuing. But they are self-correcting. They know the syllabus. They know how to change their equipment. And all of those factors allow for a really nice-paced group class. And that is the only way that we will do a group class. We do not offer just a walk-in group class for, you know, anyone to come in because we want to maintain the quality versus the quantity.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I've seen other facilities and haven't really talked to anyone about um, uh, doing Pilates or anything like that. But uh, you'll see like five, is it Cadillacs or something like that maybe? And everyone's on mm-hmm. there doing their thing. And so if, if anyone goes to uh, your studio, would they see that? What, what could they um, expect?
1: No, they're not going to see that. Um, we are a small boutique studio. I have two reformers, one Cadillac, one ladder barrel, a Jaratonic tower, and one chair and then over uh, to one wall, I have what's called four spring walls. And the spring walls are sort of one side of the Cadillac that are um, braced on a wall, and so you get the benefit of the spring tension. But also, um, you can do so in a group class setting, and so you get a little bit of equipment and resistance work within um, our smaller group classes. So no, you're not gonna see rows and rows of equipment. No one works out here unattended, you're always with an instructor, and you're always under the watchful eye of an instructor. And again, that's just for form and function of the movement, and making sure that everyone is doing what they're supposed to be doing, and in the way that they're supposed to be doing it.
0: Right. You said there's, a and you
1: lose way. that. I, yeah, and I believe that you lose that in the larger number of people that you have to cue and look at and correct. You begin to lose your ability to focus on the individual.
0: Absolutely, I totally agree. Because um, uh, from afar, I, I've been in and out of uh, yoga slash Pilates studios, and and certainly the the um, technical um, side of things to Pilates seems to be you know at the front in the front end a lot to to understand. Just like learning anything, TRX or anything like that, mm-hmm. uh, there is a lot of the front end. Uh, knowledge that has to be um, taught and learned by the student. So I totally understand. Um, now if if there were some people who are thinking to themselves, is this good for them? Who would you describe as a good client?
1: Anyone who wants more or better function in their bodies. Um, my clientele ranges from 17, 18 year old dancers to 70 year old, you know, boomers who, you know, again, they're not going to go to a gym. Some do, you know, but a lot don't want to. Um, They want to come in, have their individualized attention. It really is for anyone. I've worked with athletes. You know, I've worked with moms. We've done pre- and postpartum for women. We've taken women through their pregnancies and, you know, helped them immediately following. Um, It's it's really about people understanding um, how to be more functional in their bodies and look for symmetry. And like I said, again, um, it's not instead of, it's in addition to.
0: So do you find that people... not to cut you off. Do, do you find people take Pilates two to three times a week, and then they do I don't know some cross training somewhere else?
1: Some of our clients do, for sure, for sure. Um, one of my clients rides his bike upwards of a hundred miles a week. If um, actually even more, because sometimes he's out on the weekend. Um, so to counteract that, you know, extended position on his bike. Yeah, he's in here twice a week doing Pilates, and then just, you know, he plays golf. He's not playing golf every day, but he plays golf once or twice a week, so absolutely. We have other clients who play tennis regularly two or three times a week. Um, I've got dancers who are coming in, and they're working on very, very specific things in terms of their dance practice. It yeah, it runs a gamut, and then I have people where this is the only thing that they do. They but again, they might be in the studio three or four times a week, but it's the thing that starts their day. Hmm. It's their workout. They might have an elliptical at home, but for the most part, this is what they do for their for that level of physicality.
0: Awesome. Um, we're getting closer to the end of this show, um, and just have the last okay. few questions. You've been doing great so uh-huh. far. Um, so. Could you give us a few tips for anyone uh, who wants to do mat Pilates, for example, anything you could describe or help them with um, their mat work, if they kind of know a little bit about you know,
1: that? Sure. You know, in terms of a in terms of a personal practice, if you were going into a gym or even if you're watching a video, and those are videos are not my favorite, what you want to do is make sure that whatever position you're in, you're lined up you always want feet to be equidistant apart you don't want one foot in front of the other you want you want the symmetry of the body to help create the shape and that sounds like it's not so big of a deal but you know if you look around if you've ever seen a group class and you've looked around people kind of lay on the floor like crash victims sometimes mm-hmm. Everything matters. You use, use the walls in your house if you need straight lines, I mean, or if you're laying on a mat. Use those things to be in a clean, clear position. Um, work at a pace that allows you to feel what you're supposed to feel. So again, if you're watching a video and the person on the video is saying to you, you should feel this here, be mindful that that's in fact where you're feeling it. Fast doesn't equal better you know, um, so you just want to be really conscious of clean shapes and paying attention to where you're actually experiencing the work.
0: Excellent. Now, uh, you had mentioned real quick here that uh, you do a lot of rehab type work, physical therapy type work, uh, and pain management type work. Um, what, What would someone know that they're getting better is it because they have reduced pain because they have more range of motion because they have more strength is are those the effects
1: all of those things all of those things and that's a journey for some people because when you're in a pain cycle sometimes in your mind everything is painful and so it's again it's going back to the instructor and their ability to be in touch with a client that's in front of them You know, some people who have been in a pain cycle for a long time, you've got to ease them into new things because their fight or flight or their, you know, their startle will take over. Yes, cessation of pain is going to be a big indicator. Oh, I left here and I didn't have that pain in my back or I didn't have that pain in my shoulder. Um, Greater range of motion. Movement without pain. Those are all going to be factors that are going to give people you know, a heads up, okay, this is something that might actually be making a difference. And one time is not enough. If you're trying Pilates, and especially for better function, ease of pain, you have to do it at least three or four times within a two-week frame so that your body can acclimate to what's going on.
0: That's very, very good tip, actually. Uh, Most people are probably thinking they just need to do it once a month or something. It's not going to work, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Awesome.
1: Or even just the even just doing something for the first time and all of the information that you have to process, and then you never go back. The second time even is so much better than the first time because it's not so new and foreign. Yeah.
0: Um, so you know my audience really likes to you know hear from experts about um, specific fitness and health and wellness tips uh, overall. Could you share with Mm -hmm. us three fitness tips for health and wellness?
1: Oh my gosh, you have to move every day. You have to move every day. A body in motion tends to stay in motion. Um, The movement that you do has to be mindful. You have to be conscious of the movement, whether it's taking a walk because you're consciously taking a walk. And then finding little things to add to that walk. You know, maybe you stop and do a few squats holding on to a fence or depending on your strength level. Um, And for the third, I would say um, learn the value of 15 minutes. Every workout does not have to be an hour. If you have 15, 20 minutes to do something, you have 15, 20 minutes to do something.
0: That is so powerful. I like the... You know move just move I think that's that's great I, I think most people fail to move for various reasons but just to get up and move I think that's so powerful get up and move yeah get up yeah. and move um, and being mindful that's so cr- critical for just being aware of what you're doing and, and um, mindfulness is great awesome tips awesome awesome um, real quick Nikki how do people get a hold of you and do you have any last piece of advice or suggestions You'd like to share with the audience.
1: Um, definitely, the best way to get a hold of us
0: is through
1: our website, onebodystudio.com, and in that way, you can sort of get a first glimpse of myself as well as the other instructors. A little bit of a, the layout of you know what the studio looks like and um, what we offer. And you know, I I think that my last bit I, it would still be to move. You know, that is. That's part of my mission statement. A body in motion tends to stay in motion and the more you move, the more dis-ease will dissipate. So, that would be my last thing to say.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Awesome information, Nikki. Lots and lots of knowledge and wisdom and great pieces of advice uh, for our audience. Check her out. She's... uh, Where are you guys located again?
1: We're in Chicago. We're in Lincoln Park. We're at 811 West Evergreen.
0: Awesome. So give it her a visit if you're in pain or just want to explore Pilates and see what it's all about. <clears throat> As I lose my voice. But um, awesome effort. <laughs> thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Nikki. Thank you. Eric. I'll have to stop by someday and just check it out and get my own personal experience. So thank Please
1: you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsu.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you, so stay active and be safe.